Hey guys, you can now support this show and make your life 50% better by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and signing up for the Downers Club, where you're going to get access to a plethora of wild, crazy, and often offensive bonus audio and video episodes of the show on a weekly basis. For more information, just go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down. The following is a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. Welcome to the system is down. Question of the day is where do you get your information? You still the type that goes home, plops down on the couch, cracks up in a cold beer and flips on the nightly news or the twenty four hour news or any CNN, Fox News, um, MSNBC, or what have you? Or do you get your information elsewhere now? A lot of people are starting to. I would imagine since you're here listening to this show, uh, I, I mean, I can't say that we're necessarily news, but you're at least a open-minded enough individual that you seek out new sources to find your information. So let me know where you get your information. Let me know. Well, what's up, Downers? Welcome back to the least comfortable show on the web. The system is down, the place where we talk about all the uncomfortable topics, the things that trigger you, the things that are politically incorrect, the things that makes your mother uh, get a little concerned about whether or not she raised you right. This is, the system is down. And if you're new here, go find the person who invited you and give them a big kiss on the lips. Actually, give them two kisses. One from me for them bringing you here and one from you because you're going to enjoy it. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I'll put it in writing. Stake my name on it. Uh, and if you're one of the many people who tune in every single Monday morning for your weekly dose of discomfort, then welcome back. Today's another fun one. I had a uh, Frank Val from the Quite Frankly podcast on the show today, and his show is one that I've been listening to for probably a couple months now. We uh, I referenced his show a couple times back when we were doing covering the hashtag Operation Backyard Brawl case, and I've referenced him in our anti-news in the bonus segments in the Downers Club, which you can get into by going to patreon.com forward slash the system is down. You know what it is. I don't have to keep saying it. But yeah, Frank hosts an amazing show where he gives uh, just unfiltered, unedited, raw uh, just commentary on what's going on in the world today, be that news or politics or uh, conspiracy stuff. Uh, he covers all of it in a very level-headed yet real manner. He pulls no punches, and I really enjoy it, so I would recommend after you listen to this episode, go on over and subscribe to the Quite Frankly podcast. But yeah, it was a great little discussion. Frank didn't have a lot of time, so it's a little bit shorter than some of our other episodes. But we talked about, you know, uh, hosting an alternative news site such as his and um, just where the, the mainstream media is heading, where the country in general is heading with all this outrage and back and forth and nonsense. So we're going to jump into that right in about 35 seconds. But before we do, I'm going to let you know about our new sponsor. We have a sponsor, and they are the 29 Toes Podcast. Very, very different podcast than the one that you're listening to right now. Uh, very uh, chill. Just dudes talking about dudes drinking beers. Um, it's If you need something to just veg out and have fun with, they, uh, they talk about movies, they talk about what's going on in their lives. It's just a nice, fun, laid-back, often gross, I'll say it, 
often gross podcast. And they had me on as a guest recently, uh, which I will be airing probably next week. I'll be airing those episodes. So go check out the 29 Toes podcast, wherever podcasts are found. Alrighty, let's get into my conversation with the great Frankie Val from the Quite Frankly podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get weird. Well, my guest today is podcaster, musician, and all-around fascinating individual, Frankie Val. Frank, how's it going, man? Dan, good to be with you, man. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I was turned on to your show probably just about a month ago. And, dude, the stuff you're doing, I, I could only hope to be doing stuff on that level someday. Uh, it's blowing my mind as far as uh, just news coverage and, uh, you know, peppering in the conspiracy stuff when it comes up even. Just being real with what's going on in the world. So, uh, yeah, before we jump into that, I always like to get people's um, their history and kind of their, their background and see if that plays anything into you know where they are today if it does does if it doesn't it doesn't but um and i know we don't have a whole lot of time so just give me like a brief overview of you know like what your childhood was and in as far as like some of the topics that you talk about politics and conspiracies and stuff like that no hey man first of all thank you so much uh for the compliments and and to be honest Anybody can be doing what I'm doing, uh, just as, as long as you have the uh, a little bit of stubbornness. I think that's what it really comes down to. You just got to. I've been we've been streaming live on the, on the internet probably. It started in 2006 mm-hmm. in uh, in college. So we were my brother and my my best friend and I. We were we were putting together an idea for a college radio show, and uh, because we were proposed a, a slot on a 1 a.m. Uh, Sunday morning uh, at my college in 2006. And we loved it so much that when the spring semester ended, we were like, how the hell do we bring this home? <laughs> and at that point, 2006, I mean, I, YouTube was in its infancy. I think that wasn't that a 2005 launch. I forget. Well, either way, <laughs> it was years and years off from live streaming. Sure. And um, what we did was, we brought it home and we started building up this, this, this cocktail of technology, audio technology, and we had whatever internet we could. We had awful, awful computers. And uh, me, Anthony, and Mike, we started a radio show on our own schedule and we kept to it. And what we did was we were, we were live on, first it was Shoutcast, then it was Live 365. Then on July 7th, 2007, the day of the sevens, we went down to, I believe, um, it might have been Union Union Square. I don't know where the hell it was at that point that they had this YouTube convention. Uh, well, not so much a convention, more of a meetup. And at this meetup where all of these like first generation YouTubers are out there, there was a guy walking around with a backpack on and he had this hat. And on the hat, there was like right on, right on the brim, there was this, there was this uh, webcam, and the webcam he was streaming live. He was going all throughout the, the country, pretty much driving around streaming live from this very very primitive Go Pack that he had created. And we're like, whoa, there's the, there's the video technology is starting to come out. How the hell? The question we have now in 2007 is how do we marry? 
the radio with the video and, and create this kind of a, an internet television appeal. And that's where we're started. And that's when we found Ustream. And from Ustream, we were there from 2007 until uh, that guy that we saw at the, at the, the play, he was using Justin TV, which of course became Twitch. Mm-hmm. And that's when we found Ustream. I became good friends with Brad Hunstable at Ustream, and we were able to test out all their beta technology and all that. And um, and we eventually created our own our own broadcast network. It was called ZenLive.tv, the Zeralza Entertainment Network. I'm not going to go into what Zeralza means, but from there, it was really entertainment broadcasting, independent news, just crazy stuff. So we're all students of Howard Stern and Opie and sure. Anthony and, you know, Ron and Fez. And we're listening to all these guys for so long that it was really just about having fun and being as honest as we could about things. And, of course, saying things that we would regret 10 years later. <laughs> and uh, and that was probably around the time, I would say, 2011 or 2010 is when I started uh, stumbling upon some conspiracy theory videos on, on YouTube. And I'm like, you know what? This stuff is really interesting. And I always love conspiracy theories, even when you know, some, some very like basic, uh, basic renditions of these theories would play out on Discovery Channel or History Channel when late at night they would talk about the Merovingian kings and all that stuff. Yep. And I'm like, oh, I love this. You know, it, it, it's not even so much that I wanted to believe in all this stuff. It's just that I, I wanted to, I just wanted to consider that there was more to this really just, I, I don't know, what can you, what can you really say? I, I just wanted to believe that there was more to what was going on. And that just made me feel cozy. So I just, I said, hey, give me more. At that point, I said, well, I don't want to weigh down, I don't want to weigh down this broadcast that me mike and anthony do a couple times a week to um uh, with with stuff that they don't really care about and with stuff that is a little bit heavier than the lighthearted shit that we were doing like we would make fun of movies on air it was almost like a little bit of a um mystery science theater on steroids some sure. nights and then <laughs> i mean we did a lot of different stuff like that really interesting interviews with circus sideshow freaks you know, um, people eating light bulbs on the air with us and stuff, and uh, us. I, Howard I, I Stern type my, my ass waxed on air. It was weird. It was, so it was Howard, I mean, it's Howard just, Stern, yeah, <laughs> just very normal, normal things. Yeah. But from there <laughs> is when I started. Re- I started looking for a way to separate all of this and make sure that there was another place where I can have different types of conversations. And uh, that's that's when it all. Um, that's when this all popped up. And I would have to say that it was just that long, long road of doing different types of broadcasts, listening to different types of content, starting to read a little bit more, uh, giving mainstream media their due uh, after a certain point, just so that I had something to compare and contrast everything else with, you know, and then just jumping into straight history and everything else. So the occult, conspiracy theory, U.S. history, world history, all that kind of meshed together along with that shock jock kind of um, mentality. And then, of course, my brother and I were we were raised on stage by uh, my father. My father gave us the performing arts and and, uh, introduced us to Broadway and old school uh, Hollywood and always directed all of our school plays and 
coordinated all that stuff, choreographed things. Um, it was, we were given a lot of that by my father. My mother is the one who introduced me to baseball. She taught me how to be a shortstop and it was a very, very uh, eclectic background. And so I think that it's just the interest in the subject matter and the fact that I have a performance background that I think the, the gradual evolution of being able to write a, a, a format or an hour long show that would translate into something both entertaining, fun, and maybe a little bit um, informational or at least to create a dialectic. Because if you've been watching me for a month and you probably know, I am very, very comfortable with not having the answers. Right. And, and that's pretty much the, that's what I can give you. The, that's the short of it, actually. Yeah, well, uh, I think that's great. I think uh, being comfortable with not having the answers, we need more of that in, uh, you know, like news. Uh, I mean, we have 24-hour news today where people come out and they scream that they have the answers and then they have to backpedal 24 hours later. Um, what? Yeah. So what is it that you think uh, is causing, like, sources of information such as yourself to – uh, get the followings and take them the, those followings and even people like uh, Infowars and Alex Jones and stuff like that. What do you think is driving people to these new um, outlets of information rather than the most trusted CNN? Uh, well, I, th I believe that we are all we're all very uh, receptive animals in many ways. I, I think that even in our most dumbed down, uneducated state, we have this um this 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 primal intuition that even if we can't articulate it because our language has been corrupted or uh the like i said before the data that we've been able to process over the course of our lives has been lacking even if even if that is the case i believe that we still have this mechanism in our gut where even the most even the most limited person can say something doesn't feel right mm -hmm. This doesn't, this doesn't pass the, the, the sniff test. Everybody around me seems to be eating this up, but I don't know why this doesn't make sense. I believe that that is something that, that is, is gifted to many people. I, I, obviously, it can, it can get buried and buried underneath many layers of shit, um, both intentional and unintentional. But I would think that combining that intuition of being able to know that if something doesn't feel right and there has to be more to the story and I don't even know where to start looking or what questions to ask. Right. On top of that, I think that there's also a very voyeuristic part of our, um, of our uh, personality that after a while wants all of the lipstick and the blush to come off and they don't want to see this polished nonsense and they want to hear somebody expressing raw emotion they want to hear somebody saying what they're feeling inside, not these talking points that's supposed to, you know, dampen down your curiosity. Right. And I think people are looking for realness. I think they're looking for reality. So when they find somebody that's real and there's so many ways to express who you are, like uh, people ask me, you know, what what they should do and, and whether or not, uh, you know, how I do what I do. I say, listen, it's, it's just what look in the mirror, uh, look inside of yourself. Who are you? And let that shine through. And for that reason, there's no there's no reason why anybody should ever feel, you know, uh, threatened by anybody else if you're being real. 
if you've concocted a personality, if you've concocted a dance, and if you've actually contrived it in some way, then, you know, you know I'm, maybe somebody can duplicate that. But as Bill Hicks said, you've already got the law of supply and demand down if you just if you are completely authentic in the way that you convey your thoughts. And I think that that is what the internet has opened up for people. It's allowed so many people like you, like me, uh, anybody else in this neighborhood of channels that we live in to completely be themselves and differentiate themselves, even though, and there is overlap in our opinions. There's definitely overlap in our goals. I think everybody wants to live in a peaceful world. I think everybody wants uh, people to be free, free from uh, everything, even down to just persecution for having a different opinion. Uh, nobody wants to see people sick and dying if there's a way to help them. So the, it's always just a, a matter of what are, what are our commonalities, what makes us unique, and why is the uniqueness that we all have really important. The diversity that people talk about today is nonsense. Right. Um, but, you know, there's something different inside of everybody that I think is coming through on the Internet. And that's why it's being sought after so much more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that was I mean, one of the things that drew me to your show is just the unapologetic rawness. And just I mean, you might be wrong. You might change your mind in the future. You might be wrong. Who knows? But this is how I feel. And I don't need to, you know uh to follow any certain path of reasoning uh, to appease my listeners or appease anybody else just being you authentically i think that is extremely appealing and uh very necessary in uh you know a, a day and age where every single news source is preaching the same exact message and it's basically the people are outraged you need to be outraged um yeah. so i i mean what what's your take on on that, um, on just the whole sphere of where we are right now with the media and them, uh, you know, seemingly pushing people in these very divisive ways uh, against each other. Well, there's no more. There's no more carrots. There's no more carrots. There's no more sticks. There's 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 nothing else. There's nothing. There's nowhere left to go. I actually had this in mind for some some things I wanted to discuss on tonight's show. To be honest, uh, I, I especially looking at yesterday's um, circus of a of a hearing. It was <laughs> it was it was sad in many ways. It was you know whatever, but it, it, in the meantime, when you look at it, you're like, all right, well, you're looking at a group of people, and they're all married together. If there's anything that we've learned or had confirmation of in the last couple of years is that this cabal inside of the government, it knows no party. Um, progressivism knows no party. And in many ways, progressivism, communism, socialism is just a tool, uh, a tool that they, they idealize, they, they impart onto uh, a lower class of people to debate the, the, the ideal and to um, talk about its value and all that and to give into it. Once people on a lower level give in to this collectivist mentality, no matter how how ideologically pure or how altruistic it is and how egalitarian it is, all that stuff is nonsense to those at the top. I mean, it's been said many times before that socialism is for the people. It's not for the socialists. So the the I would have to say that aside from aside from all of that, 
to actually have the confirmation of the marriage between the media, which is supposed to be the checking mechanism for these these power centers, uh, and then of course the the politicians themselves uh, are engaged in all types of destabilization efforts, not only with currency but also with uh, just just populations in general, creating migrant crises to overwhelm what was once uh, stable parts of the world so that once again, collectivization can continue. Um, it's never about liberty. And I believe that at this point now, it's looking at the animal nature of yesterday's hearings, which is just the, not even a cherry on top. We're just adding more toppings on top of the Sunday that we're eating. <laughs> and what you have here is you have these people who have no more carrots, no more incentives. They have gotten rid of all the, the all the platitudes don't work anymore. Uh, even the last the last gasp of all this stuff, which is harping on race and sex and 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 gender, even now, is it's not working. So I mean, that's why I was I, I was go I was preparing myself to to bring it up tonight that the only thing stopping. The only thing that stopped those people in that congressional hearing yesterday from throwing fists like their foot soldiers in Antifa do is the fact that they are just a little bit more polished politically. It mm -hmm. was it was a they, it was a stone's throw away from a rock fight, and they're like this is there's nothing left here. The only thing it's no no surprise to me that people are are. Um, are rationalizing why it is now time to throw fists and swing bike locks at each other. Right. Uh, because one side won't do what the other side wants to do because there is no conversation anymore. There's no place to go. It had the, the conversation and the public dialectic has been reduced to debating the humanity of the person in front of them. Is this person in front of me actually human because they do not want what I want? It's just, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Yeah. There's nowhere left to go. They've used up and they played all of their cards. And now this is just the final, uh, the final gasp here. So it's either uh, people are able to use the, 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 um, the, the Republican process that we have here in our, in our nation to starting to get these bad elements out and improving, improving the, the conversation, at least in government. Uh, which is that's going to be it's so deep and it's it's so many generations old now who the hell knows or we might have to consider that there's even uh uglier times ahead who knows but sure. um that's i think that's that's some of my thoughts on that hey dan smots here i'm taking a second to interrupt myself talking to talk about myself because you know i don't get paid a penny for the hours and hours that i put into creating this show for you guys in your greedy little ears and i've got a family to feed to make that happen i run my own media business called goulash media if you have a need in anything from video production to graphic design to audio production and beyond you can get it all for a painfully fair price at goulash media in video i do weddings music videos commercials pageants plays etc 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 for design i do photo editing album art logos branding business cards merchandise you name it for audio i do engineering engineering, production, editing, jingles, and, well, podcasts. So if you've got a media need of any kind, or if you'd just like to give a little something back and help keep my children fed, check out all the endless options at my website, goulashmedia.net. That's goulash, G-O-U-L-A-S-H, media.net, where we cater to the little guy with the big vision. <sighs> okay.
Yeah. Do do you see this as, I mean, people talk about um, this being like the beginning of a civil war. Uh, Do you see... Do you see it going that way, or do you think that there's? Do you think that it's going to get to such an insane uh, degree that people start to realize what is really going on here, and they wake up to it? I, I have not been the only one to say, and I've been saying it for a couple of years now, especially after all the Black Lives Matter riots started up and policemen were starting, policemen and police women started get getting killed indiscriminately. Um, I say to myself, well, you know, there's there's no two ways about this. We are at least in a cold civil war. Uh, there, you, you, there is a divide that does not is not defined by the Mason-Dixon line anymore. It's not north versus south. Uh, it's like a it's like a a Tet offensive kind of a thing where in every village, in every town, in every city. There are people who are ideologically divided, and I know that some places have been more immune to this than others. Uh, there, I'm, I'm, there's been many times over the last couple of months that I wish I was Amish. I mean, they don't give a <laughs> shit about anything out there, <laughs> you know. But I, uh, I look at be hard to have an Amish podcast. I would think. What's that? I said it'd be hard to have an Amish podcast. I would I think. I know. <laughs> I, they, they, they don't even watch computer. I think some of them have computers just for the very express um, uh, notion of running a business. But outside of that, they're definitely they're definitely not playing uh, Candy Crush in their free time. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, the we're, we're, uh, what was the what was the the crux of the question again? I just want to make sure I stay on uh, target. Civil War. Oh, Civil War. Yeah. Uh, so Cold Civil War, absolutely. But I, I don't know. I don't know what the extent of what we have in our head of a civil war, especially when we're looking back to 1860 to 1865 with the war between the states. I don't know how much of that we really should believe or even could conceive that that could be reproduced again, especially when you have one side of the aisle that actually doesn't want anybody to own guns. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, you're talking about the the most militant, the most militant side of this civil war. OK, that's brewing right now. Mm-hmm. The most militant side of this civil war is anti-gun. Where the hell's where the hell's <laughs> that going to go? So, I mean, is is there is there time? Are, are we looking at the end of people swinging billy clubs at each other or lighting fireworks? Are we looking at. Uh, or is it out of the, the realm of possibility that we're looking at a, a, a 19, late 1960s, 1970s weather underground uprising where people are, people are becoming a little bit more uh, comfortable with planting bombs, homemade explosive devices, threatening people in that way, real domestic terrorism? I think that's what we're going to be looking at here because you can say we've been, we've seen, uh, we've seen, tumultuous times in our country been documented in the past before and uh, just as recently as the 1970s i mean those people probably looked at their options too and said okay well listen uh we there, we definitely want to wage war against the system but what tools do we have can we really go face to face with them we're largely 
Uh, we say that we're pro-peace. We say that we're this and that. We don't have the numbers. We don't have the manpower. And uh, 1860 is a long time ago. What do we have? Well, we can become gorillas. Mm-hmm. It's guerrilla warfare. We can plant a we can plant a bomb underneath a bu- uh, underneath a bus stop uh, chair. We can plant a, a a bomb or do something or throw some bricks and this and that through the windows of an opposition political uh, headquarters. That's what we're looking at here. I don't think that it's going to be the 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 lining up against you know brother versus brother in an open field somewhere and duking yeah. it out. It's you got to apply you got to apply all of the, the new age facets to the situation. That's why I talk about uh, when, when we talk about the extent of the crimes that we see playing out in the government and the, the agencies and this intelligence community, this shadow government that has gone completely unchecked and largely unaccountable for, since pretty much the Truman administration. And you think to yourself, well, you know, you look throughout the ages empires and civilization rise and fall it's it's constant stories of liberty into tyranny into liberty reborn corruption human uh, uh human tendencies for corruption and colluding with each other and 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 you know uh even right down to the more modern modern themes with bilderberg and people getting together and it's is it really out of the scope of possibility the realm of possibility that <laughs> People who control industries and they control major facets of entire countries' economies would get together with other powerful people and just make kind of, you know, gentlemen's agreements about what they're willing to do, what they're not willing to do. We've had collusion cases in Major League Baseball in the past. Uh, It doesn't, it's just human nature. So to take all of that stuff and say that it's not happening now is ridiculous because it's the common theme of our species history. But there are new things to consider. The technology. I mean, think about the technology we're living with now. If if, what was, how would the fall of Rome have played out if there was, there was, uh, you know, Twitter? Yeah. If there was the internet. I, what we've been able to do over the last couple of years, first of all, the 2016 election would have been completely different if it wasn't for the Internet. Oh, yeah. Completely different. The Russians it, wouldn't have been able to hack it, right? Absolutely. <laughs> it's people like you who helped determine the 2016 election. Yeah. Uh, people who are willing to take up, uh, take up their own efforts into starting a channel, starting a blog, starting to research what people on television are actually saying. Uh, forget about I, you cannot for you the one thing that you and i will never be able to explain to somebody is the meme war is the great meme war of 2016 <laughs> how the hell do you explain to somebody right. that that is really the, it, that was everything right that yeah. was everything but that's what i think that it would come down to and that's the big difference here it's it's themes that we've seen time and time again rise and fall and human corruption but now there's another neutralizing agent there and it's that the press is becoming more and more free because the press is the individual person. It's a little, it means a little bit more responsibility because there's that much more bullshit out there. But, um, that, I think that's the interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know we got to get going here in just a minute, but I'm curious as to we got um, a couple more. Okay, cool. Um, I'm curious as to like, you've had, you, you've, well, you're not on Facebook anymore, which is most people's main source for this type of thing. Um, w- 
Tell me about that. Did you get removed for some of the content you were posting or did you just leave because of the bullshit? Are you talking about the, the my my show's presence or my personal yeah. presence? Your show's presence. Oh, I took it all off myself. Sure. I took it all off myself. First of all, I thought that there was a time where I was like, oh, wow, Facebook's getting into into video streaming. I better mm-hmm. I better get on top of this shit because, you know, this, this is Facebook. Everybody's on Facebook. And, and not only that, but everybody's always logged into Facebook. Right. It's one thing to go live on YouTube. People have to go on the app. Maybe they have the notifications on. But literally, is every, so many people, hundreds of millions of people are always logged into Facebook. So I'm thinking, well, this will be great. Realized very, very uh, soon after that that I didn't like the Facebook streaming. I didn't like the, the process. I didn't like the technology. I didn't think it was very, very efficient. I didn't like that it didn't hold a lot of connections there. And then I, don't, I just don't believe in Facebook. I don't believe in the authenticity of Facebook. I know that it, it gets out to a lot of people, but I just did not think I was reaching the right people. And also, because people are so connected to it, and it's a little bit more of a local thing, I look at YouTube and Periscope and Twitch as a way to reach people I don't know primarily. Facebook, I was saying to myself, these are people, This, if I want to grow, people are going to know what I do, and it's, it's unavoidable. Right. But if I can help it, I want to make sure that every exchange I have with somebody in town online buying a gallon of milk at the AMP is a little bit more of a <laughs> a little bit more of a nice a scenario. If right. I go to the Home Depot and I'm buying myself some some uh, tomato plant saplings next uh, next uh, next spring, I don't I don't want to get you know get scowled at by people, especially the 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 parents I you know I coach their kids in little league it, yeah. uh, if they have different political opinions i am by no means uh, there's nothing that i say that it would ever really think that i that make people think <laughs> that i'm a danger you're not preaching but, to the kids know, <laughs> in are, between in between swings. exactly <laughs> that's exactly it so at that point i said you know what i don't care about this and uh i want i want out so i i, I scrubbed facebook of every reference to my show that I could, I'm sure there's probably one or two little vestiges in there that mean nothing. But even personally, I went through, it was maybe about a, a year ago, I went through my history on Facebook and I was on Facebook in 2005 when my college <clears throat> signed up with Facebook. <laughs> so there's, you had to, you couldn't get on unless your college signed up with Facebook. My college did. I jumped on, you needed a college email address. It was before your great aunts with the Yahoo email account can go on. Right. Um, so that's what I did. I, uh, I, got on, I got on there and I went through all of my history on Facebook since 2005 and I downloaded all of my pictures. I deleted everything else. Um, and I just started, I, I cleaned up my timeline for as far back as I could. Oh, the other thing that Facebook did was they started telling you, hey, uh, this this moment in your Facebook history, they show you what you posted like two years ago on that date. Remember how stupid you were five years ago? (laughs) Dude, we're going to put that in your face. (laughs) Awful. Yeah, awful. What I'll say is this. If you look at anything that you posted on Facebook five years ago and you're not embarrassed, then you haven't been growing. (laughs) Right. That's 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 all I'll say. And um so I, I got off of that and uh, I, I kept it active because I pretty much just used the messenger. There's too many contacts from over the years that I can 
still reach out to and, you know, family and friends. So I use the Facebook Messenger, but very, very rarely you ever see me post anything on yeah. Facebook personally. So. Sure. Now, have you yeah. gotten any any pushback from some of these platforms like YouTube and stuff like that? Because I know people like uh, Destroying the Illusion has gotten his site taken down or his page taken down a couple times. Have you had any of that? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he got his site taken down. Jordan did. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean from SGT. He's another friend of mine. And he uh, he's he's been getting strikes leveled against him. I mean, we saw anti-school got taken down for a little bit, right? Um, I, I, there, there's just so much going on. Uh, Defango had a problem there, uh, especially that, that, that like couple of weeks that everybody called the first purge. Right. It was, it was really, really crazy. At that point, I actually went onto my channel. I said, you know what? Uh, there's really no getting around this because it's so arbitrary. It's, they're talking about hate speech and they're talking about, um, they're talking about the speech being violence Mm-hmm. And you can't even discuss controversial topics. So what what protections do you really have? That is completely arbitrary. It's up to somebody, some anonymous little YouTube volunteer that they call heroes, to go out and say, hmm, this offends me. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, well, how do you defend against that? So what I did was during the purge, I said everything before, I made everything that I put on my, on my uh, channel uh, into unlisted state from uh, before February 1st of this year. Eventually, I listed it all again because I was just thinking to myself, you know, there's so much material I'm 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 making unsearchable now, and for what? Right. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna whatever I'm gonna save myself. No, there's there's no saving it. And um, but I have never had a community strike. Hmm. Uh, I the only thing I do get is I get a lot of copyright notifications because I. I use a lot of mu- good music, right. and I refuse, and that's why I, the, the, my Patreon and all that is really important to me. Because in plugging that is because um, I knew from the beginning I, I do not want their AdSense. I don't want to be a part of that because you know people who start relying on AdSense have to, in many ways, keep things you know catchy. They have to they have to they have to drift toward you know what is going to produce a lot of eyes. Right. And I didn't want to be motivated by anything like that. So I said, you know what? Keep your AdSense. I'm just going to start, keep using the, the music that I love. And of course, the second that they find third-party content anywhere, even though it doesn't have a strike against your account, it monetizes it for the copyright owner and you can't monetize your video. I don't give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I really had was uh, copyright issues. All of the community strikes, nothing yet. Knock on whatever. <laughs> knock on wood. Um, but that's why I just try to train myself in the way I, I, I articulate my points because I do get pretty fiery sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I go home, I, I, I cringe and I go, did I go too far <laughs> with that? But I don't, I, I think I've, I think I pretty much drawn the line with, you know, what's, what's acceptable and what's not. And I, I never denigrate a person for who they are. I go after their thoughts and their beliefs. Mm-hmm. But I, I never go after a person because of who they are, what they look. Well, no, no, I make fun of people's appearance. <laughs> um, so I don't know what, to be honest, I don't know what the fuck has, has kept me safe. <laughs> I should just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end up uh, jinxing you now. and It's going to go down <laughs> later today. The more I talk to you, man, the more I realize <laughs> I don't have a grip on anything. <laughs> I do not have a security here. I, I don't know why I'm still going, but yeah. 
<laughs> we'll keep doing it. Well, it, it's great, man. Um, and I would love to have you on again in the future. Uh, we've we've cited your show many times on our show in the past month since we've discovered you um, just as our basically our news source because love the stuff that you're doing. Um, and I would love to have you on to talk about you know some of the uh, the current events, things that are going on in the world because I love your your brain and your take on that type of thing. But uh, before we go here, tell everybody where they can find out more about the Quite Frankly Podcast and your Patreon, your band, everything you got going on, man. Oh, well, uh, you can just search quite frankly on YouTube. Um, but I have been very, very diligent in building a home base away from it all. And that is quite frankly, podcast.com and all the information you need, all, all the platforms we're on, all the ways to become a, a sponsor or a, or a patron. It's all in there. Uh, I, like I say, every night, it's a live show Monday through Friday. It's original. It is unrehearsed and it is interactive and it'll always be free. I don't care about any of that. Stuff. I'm very, very appreciative for those who have helped me um, uh, put more time into this. But it really is just about having the kind of fun that we're having right now and having that conversation. So, quite frankly, podcast.com, you can branch out to everything else from there. And um, uh, yeah, do are, are you are you have any plans of taking this show live? Uh, yeah, we're planning on doing. Well, this is kind of insider information, but I don't know when this is coming out, so it might be announced by then. But we are planning on doing our – we do a new segment for our, our bonus members and uh, our patrons, and we're planning on eventually working that into a live show as well. So That's, that, That'd be awesome, man, because I'll tell you, this, this would be – this would have been a really great uh, live cast. I think people would uh, uh, agree with it. Uh, people would love it, and there's nothing like launching a live stream and have people just feel part – like they're – they're in the bleachers somewhere or they're actually there on the field. It's, it's uh it's a great thing. I think you do a great job, man. I really appreciate the invitation and anytime you want me back, you let me know. And you already know, I love when you call into my show. So keep that up as well. Absolutely. Well, Frank, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. Hope to do it again soon. You got it, man. Any, any, anytime. I'll talk to you soon. Dun, 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 dun. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around to the end. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. I do. I always do. You know that. Love Frank. Love what he's doing. Uh, and I have no problem with gushing about it because I, I tune into his show regularly. And there's not too many shows that I do that for. Uh, I tune into his show every night that I can. And I've called in several times because I just love the work that he's doing. He puts tons of work into his show. And I applaud him for it and thank him. Uh, so go check him out. Quite frankly, podcast.com. Also, go check out our sponsor, the 29 Toes Podcast, wherever podcasts are found, and veg out on some much more comfortable nonsense. And as you're going about your week, be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and hit the notification bell on YouTube, and do all of that stuff. Oh, I I almost forgot to mention, uh, I, I said it at the top of the show, but the question of the day is, where do you get your information from? Let me know. Let me know where you get your news and information from. You can let me know in the comments section if you're on YouTube or if you are, uh, what's the word? If you're a member of the System is Down forum, you can go let me know on there personally, directly to me, Dan Smots, or anybody else. You can go in there for free by going to tsidpod.com forward slash forum and just come in and chat with us. Have a good time. Get weird, uncomfortable, civil. That's what we're all about. Um, and if you want to support the show, go on over to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and get a bunch of bonus audio and video uncomfortable content. My cat is knocking on the door. Cat? Hush.
patreon.com forward slash the system is down. And uh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, you know, uh, just go out and have a conversation with somebody, somebody that you disagree with this week. Let them know that uh, it's possible because that's the only way we're going to turn this ship around, this ship that is sailing straight into the harbors of Crazy Town. Uh, I, I mean, I would there's a part of me that feels like we've already landed, we've already set up shop, we've all already pillaged and plundered uh, the natives and raped their women and burned the city down. But I still think this craziness, this nonsense, this uh, controversy between sides, between arbitrary sides is eventually going to come to a head and people are going to start just throwing it out. They're going to start seeing that they're, there's nothing here. There's no substance here. Like Frank said, there's no carrot left to dangle, to outrage people. I think people are going to start waking up. I really do. Um, and I hate using that expression. I know it's cheesy and corny as shit, but I think that people are going to start realizing, kind of like Tyler Baggins a couple episodes ago, I think they're going to start realizing that, you know, maybe the other side, whichever side you're on, maybe the other side isn't... Uh, they're not the enemy. They're not evil. They're not trying to destroy anybody. I don't know, you guys. Go out and have a conversation with somebody. Try and see their point of view and know what you believe. If they give you enough information to change your mind, then just change your freaking mind. Do it. It's what we're here to do. That's, that's the. I mean, that's growth. So go talk to somebody. Listen to them. Tell them. Tell them the truth. Tell them what you think and listen to them. They might be right. You might be right. I don't know. But what I do know is that uh, having the conversation is never wrong. So thank you guys so much for listening. You are uh, very loved by me dearly. I appreciate you very much, whether you are a uh, patron supporter or just somebody who listens for free and shares the show around, or even if you just listen to it for free and enjoy it. I hope that it uh, improves the quality of your life. And if you would like to improve the quality of your life more, consider giving to our Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash the system is down and help the show get bigger and better. It will only benefit you as you get a bunch of bonus audio and video content. And this audio and video content continues to grow and become the best that it possibly can be for your viewing and listening pleasure. All right, guys, that's it for me today. Thank you so much for listening again. And if you'll have me, I'll be right back here in your ears first thing next Monday morning with some more uncomfortable content for you. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, question everything and stay uncomfortable. Thanks. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click.